0: Good evening and welcome to ignite D P. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to welcome you this evening paint make this declaration, Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and we will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. We're so glad that you joined us today. I guarantee you that this is going to be a life-changing word, a, lot, a word that will impact your life forever. If you have ears to hear and have a heart open and ready to receive this word, I guarantee you it will change your life forever, man. Let's make this declaration. We're gonna jump right into the word in Jesus' name. I make this declaration each and every time in according to Isaiah 61 1 which says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tithes unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the open of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, glory to God. And they who, those who the Spirit of the Lord is upon, shall build the old waste. And they who, whom the spirit of the Lord is upon shall raise up the form of desolation and they whom the spirit of the Lord is upon shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations father we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise we thank you for this time of your word we thank you father God that no word from you was void of power we thank you father God that our minds will be renewed by the word of God today or that our minds will be washed by the word of God today that we may be purified healed delivered set free and made whole as a result of your word going forth today. Father, we're covenant with you with miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, even as the word is going forth that will ultimately change our lives forever. Holy Spirit, move up and down each and every aisle, touch each and every household, touch each and every person who will hear this word today, that their lives will forever be changed. Father, we thank you, we honor you, and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. Well, again, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, where each time our goal is to represent God and ignite life, purpose, and identity within our generation. Now, make this confession with me, and we're going to jump right into the word. It says this. It says, say this with me, this is my Bible. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It tells me what I should believe. It tells me how I should walk. The Word of God is the most important thing in life. Say that with me. The Word of God is the most important thing in life. It's the most important thing. In fact, it says in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7 how wisdom. Wisdom, God's wisdom is the principal chief most important thing. So get wisdom and with all you're getting, get understanding. So God's word, his wisdom, his, with his knowledge, with comprehensive insight and understanding and, and then receiving wisdom on how to apply it to your everyday life is the chief most important thing that you could ever receive in your life. Why? Because it's going to tell, it's going to reveal to you how you should think. It will tell you how you should believe. And it will also tell you how to walk. Glory be to God. That's how powerful the word is. When you make a decision and make that declaration, the word of God is the most important thing in life. Now, we've been talking about in this series over the last few weeks about life after the cross. And we talked about a few weeks ago how that when Jesus came, he did not only come for the remission of sins. He did not only just come to take away the sins of the world. He did not only come to give you fire insurance. But Jesus came, John chapter 10, verse 10, tells you exactly what it is that he came to do. It says this, it says how uh, in John 10 verse 10 i'm reading out a new king james Version. says this it says the thief talking about the adversary only comes to do three things his whole mode of operation is tied up to accomplish three things three things you say three things what are those three things he comes to steal he comes to kill and he comes to destroy say that with me he comes to steal he comes to kill And he comes to destroy. Now, what are those three things that he's coming to steal, to kill and destroy? Well, the first thing he's trying to come and steal, he wants to steal your identity. If you do not know who you are, it will be hard for you to understand your purpose. If you don't understand the identity of a thing, it it will will make it hard for you to understand the purpose of the thing. So if he can come and steal your identity, he's already accomplished. his, His goal is to accomplish the second one to kill your purpose so if i can steal your identity i can kill your purpose ultimately i will accomplish the third thing and the third thing is i will he will destroy your life that is the same thing he tried to do with adam and eve when he questioned eve about you know did god really say that god knows if you if you if that's the way it is then you will be just like him you will know good and evil well they were already just like him so what was he attacking the first thing he attacked was their identity, which if they didn't understand their identity, then they would violate God's word and violating God's word would impact their purpose. And his ultimate goal was to destroy their lives. He did the exact same thing when he came to Jesus, when he tempted him, uh, after Jesus is in, is in the desert for uh, 40 days and 40 nights fasting, it, the adversary came to do what? attack his identity if you really be the son of god he already knew he was the son of god but he was actually trying to attack jesus identity then he tried to tempt him with things that would alter his purpose which would ultimately destroy his life but how many people are so glad that jesus did not take the bait and god is saying the exact same thing to you he said to me he said to adam and eve he said to the entire world the thief comes to steal your identity to kill your purpose to destroy your life, Jesus says, "But I came, I came for this purpose. That I came that you might have life, and have life in abundance to the full until it overflows." Jesus said, "I'm coming that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows." In other words, I'm going to restore back to you. Life like it was before Adam and Eve bowed their knee to the adversary. Why? Because when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they operated according to God's way of doing things. They operated on earth just like it is in heaven. And Jesus says, even though the thief came to do this, I'm going to come and I'm going to restore back to you life not just life on this earth, but eternal life, the God kind of life, life on earth like it is in heaven. And he says, but you have to do something. What do you have to do? You have to believe it, then you have to receive it. Say it with me. You have to believe it, and then you have to receive it. God cannot and will not force anything on you whatsoever at any point in time. Jesus says, I'm so committed to give life or restoring life back to you, he says, I am the good shepherd, verse 11, he says, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So Jesus actually went so far and says, I didn't even just come, but I came to give my life to make sure you, are, you have a covenant right, a blood right to be able to receive what it is that I came to give. I'm coming to give, I'm coming to give. Jesus came to give life he came to restore life what kind of life life in abundance to the full till it overflows life on earth just like it was and just like it is in heaven the way that it was before adam and eve bowed their knee jesus actually only preached one message his whole time he was down on earth he preached one message and what was that message matthew chapter 4 says this that he preached repent change your mind change your thinking change your actions why because the kingdom of god is at hand so jesus is still saying that same thing today he said that before he went to the cross he said that when he was resurrected from the from the grave he still says and he told his disciple the same thing i want you to go out and when you go out this is what i want you to preach repent the kingdom of god is at hand that's found in matthew chapter 10 verse number seven repent the kingdom of god is at hand what does the kingdom of God do? It heals the sick, it cleanses the lepers, it raises the dead, it casts out demons. What should be happening when we're operating according to the kingdom of God? We should, people should be in, being cured of sickness and disease. They should be cleansed from sickness and disease. They should be uh, set free from the oppression or possession of devils, and we should be raising people from the dead in Jesus' holy and majestic name. So if Jesus only preached one message, Repent, change your mind, change your thinking, change your actions. Why is it that you don't see more people walking in it? Why don't you see more manifestation in it? Why so many people's lives, even after they come to the cross, pretty much the same as it was uh, before they came to the cross. Why don't you see any change? Well, I'm going to share it with you. The reason why you don't see change going on, because even though they have been saved, their minds have not been Converted. That word, converted, which is C-O-N-V-E-R-T. Convert. They have not been converted, which means that, according to Webster's 1828 definition, is they have not changed they have not changed or turned into another substance. In other words, even though their spirit man is brand new, their soul, which is their mind, will, and emotion, their feeling, their choosing, their thinking, still remains the same because they have not changed or been transformed. How? By the renewing of their mind in accordance to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. See, the thing about it is, is, Paul wrote then he says don't be conformed he's writing to the church don't be conformed I continue to fashion your life after this world's system because the kingdom of darkness is made up of systems you ha- it has a it has a legal system it has a financial system it has a health system it has a government system it has all kind of systems that it op- that it has intertwined with one another and those things are are designed to keep you bound and in man's attempt to meet their needs apart from God. So the kingdom of darkness has been set up to, as man trying to meet their own needs apart from God. Now, a lot of people look at that and say, well, that's the world. Why you say t- why is God saying this to the church? He says because if you don't allow your mind to be renewed or transformed or you repent, change your mind, change your thinking, Change your actions, even though you are sure enough born again, even though you have the Holy Spirit that's living on the inside of you, even though you have the Kingdom of God on the inside of you, if your mind or way of thinking has not been changed, you will still be operating after the cross the same way you were before the cross because you have not gotten an update, a new download on your operational system. We call it the KOG, the kingdom of God operational system. If you don't get a, a, a upload to the new program, you will still be operating according to the old program even though you are brand new. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Why are you keep talking about the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, what is that? Is that a place? Is it a thing? What is that? The kingdom of God in its simplest terms is this. Is the kingdom of God is of God is a governing system that's set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world system. Did y'all hear that? The kingdom of God is a governing system that's set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world's system or the world's way of doing things. Now, what's governing? What does the word governing mean? The word governing means It is a directing, controlling uh, system that's regulated by laws and edicts. So the kingdom of God, uh, God's uh, governing or God's directing or controlling or regulating by the laws and edicts of the kingdom of God is set up to meet the needs of mankind apart from the world's system. Do y'all see how simple that is? It's simple when you say it, but for a lot of people, because we have been raised up and taught and programmed to operate according to the world system, when you begin to hear about how God wants you to operate according to his way of doing things, according to his nature, his culture, his lifestyle, you You hear that and your brain goes tilt because it's like, man, how am I going to do that? How do I even know I have a right to do it? How, what even qualifies me to be able to operate according to God's way of doing things, according to God's governing system? I'm so glad you asked that question because we're going to answer it for you. What what qualifies you to be able to do that? Man, if you go over with me to Colossians chapter 1. In verse 13, it tells you what happened. When you got born again, when you received Jesus, as your personal Lord and Savior, you did not just have your sins washed away. You did not just get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But man, something even more supernatural happened in that process. What ended up happening was this. It says this in Colossians chapter one, verse 13. It says this. It says how he, talking about the Father, has delivered us. He's delivered us or he's transitioned us from the authority or the power of darkness or out of the kingdom of God or being governed by this world's system way of doing things. That's polar opposites to the things of God, how God has transitioned us because we're born again. He's transitioned us from the kingdom of darkness and he's conveyed us or transitioned us into the kingdom of his dearest son, or to the kingdom of his, his, the son of his love. And, or other words, he's transitioned us from the world's way of being dominated by, by sin and, and, and darkness. And he's transitioned us over into the, his son, Jesus Christ through his son, Jesus Christ, that we may operate according to God's governing system. So, when you receive Jesus, your personal Lord and Savior, that's why he told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 he says, Nick, you must be born again. Born again, how? In the natural? No, according to the spirit. Because if you are not born again, it will make it impossible for you to understand God's way of doing things. It will make it impossible for you to understand or comprehend how the kingdom of god operates it will make it hard for you to understand his nature his culture and his lifestyle or how god goes about doing what he does i've heard people say many times god works in mysterious ways god does not work in mysterious it may be mysterious ways to those who don't understand his kingdom but god's ways of doing things are very transparent and it is very obvious if you understand how his system operate or how his governing systems operate. And that's why he's been telling not just us here at Ignite, but he's been saying this across the body of Christ, not just this year, not just this week, but he has, he has been saying this for years. The kingdom of God is at hand. Teach my people, the kingdom of God, teach them how to operate according to my way my way of doing things, teach them how to operate according to my governing system. Why is that? Because the system, the, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of this world, or this world's systems of doing things is destined to fail. How do you know that they're destined to fail? Because Jesus was the one who said that these systems, the world system, when you saw it in Matthew chapter 24, he's talking about wars and famines and, and pestilence and, and, and rumors of wars a kingdom rising against kingdom, and, and nation rising against all these things are destined to happen, but they are simply the begin their birth pains for the birthing of the new age, the new system, the new uh, millenn, uh, new age is coming, which is the millennial age. In Jesus name, now we talked about this at the very beginning. Wisdom is the principal, chief, most important thing, so that's why we're spending so much time giving you the word of God. That you might get see comprehensive understanding, that you might begin to operate according to the wisdom of God our God's way of doing things, or begin to operate in a way that, that coordinates with God's way of doing things. That, so, why would you want to be able to do that? So that you might have life, the God kind of life, where it's in abundance to the full until it overflows. Remember one thing about this, though, if you're going to live this life, you have to be intentional you want you won't operate according to the kingdom of god uh just out of out of your natural way of thinking because for many people it's not natural for most people it's not natural i'm not talking about people in the world i'm talking about people in the body of christ it's not natural why because it goes totally opposite uh, about what the world's way of doing things is and because it goes totally opposite they struggle with it but God will never have you be outdone. God will never have you left out in the dark. God will never have you in the, uh, without uh, having a way to step into the things of God. Now, what, one of the things that we do for, uh, over the body of Christ, uh, definitely over our congregation, in our city, in our nation, and our province, every single day we pray this prayer for them that's found in accordance to Ephesians chapter one. And we're talking about, operating according to the wisdom of god and being able to receive revelation of the things of god in jesus name how do you how do you go about doing that well it is if you go with me over to ephesians chapter one ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 talks about how you know when paul was praying for the church what was the prayer that he prayed for the church he didn't pray for prayer for them to get things he didn't pray for all these uh, about getting things or material things he prayed for things that will help them to get a greater insight or get wisdom and revelation about what the uh, gods, what God had in store for them, and that they will grow up in life. This is what he said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. He says, This, he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding, your spiritual eyes of your understanding, will be enlightened, be, or you receive revelation that you may come to know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory in the heritage of the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And he set him at his own right hand, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named. And he's put all things under his feet and he's given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the food is of him, which filleth all in all. So what he's saying is, he says, I want your, you to get such a revelation of the knowledge of who, of, of God, and a knowledge of his hope and his calling for your life, and that you will come to understand that when God, through the, through the person of Jesus, actually had a plan and a purpose when Jesus went to the cross, and he went to the cross, and He gave his life and god quickened and made him alive by the holy spirit in his enemy and jesus was ascended up into seated at the right hand of the father far above with authority high above every principality and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come <laughs> and he also said and god has made jesus who is the head and the church, which is people, when you talk about church, you're talking about people, make up the body of Christ. So Jesus is the head, we are the body. Say that with me. Jesus is the head, and we are the body. So whatever is in Jesus is also in the body. And what he said, and he's put all things under his feet. So if this is my head, and all this makes up my body, and my feet, under my feet, he says, and under the feet of Jesus... And, and are under the under the feet of Jesus and is which is part of his body which is part of the church under his feet that's where the uh, he's given us authority over all things and all things are under our feet so all principalities all uh, dominions all names which is above every above names All these powers are under our feet when we operate according to the kingdom of God. And he wants you to have such a revelation of who you are in Christ so that you can he's restored back to you your identity he's giving you back your purpose so you can walk in life the god kind of life the life how god intended it to be from the foundation of the world Or you will operate in earth just like it is in heaven he says but in order to see that in order to be able to receive revelation on that one you got to pray and ask each day Father, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, illuminated with light, that I may know what's the hope of your calling. What is that you're calling me to do? What is it? What is what is my purpose, Lord? Who am I? Who am I? I'm I jesus is the head and i'm in the body and he says that whatever is in the head is in the body and the adversary and the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual weakness and heavenly places and everything he put everything underneath your his feet and if it's underneath jesus feet because he's the head and we the body that means it's underneath our feet he says i need you to get such a revelation of that so because when you begin to understand how the kingdom of god operates you will understand that the kingdom of god supersedes anything that goes on in the kingdom of darkness i'm gonna say that to you one more time the kingdom of anything in the kingdom of god supersedes anything that's going on in the kingdom of darkness if you see something that's going on in earth according to the kingdom of the darkness that does not line up with the kingdom of god or line up with heaven you what do you do you break out that your constitution aka the word of god and you find where it is written that hey by jesus stripes i'm healed Uh, fact is the doctor says that i'm sick but truth is uh, my constitution says that by jesus stripes i'm healed so what do you do you go to the king and you petition the court through prayer and you said king according to your word i declare i make i'm announcing and i decree that it is i decree a thing that By Jesus stripes, I am healed. Now, I command healing in my body. What are you doing? What you're saying is sickness and disease, poverty and lack, family disruption, confusion, and anxiety and all kind of disruption and chaos you are underneath my feet because i'm a citizen of the kingdom of god i'm a i'm a member of the body of christ and every sickness and every disease and every infirmity is underneath my feet and i refuse to operate just like somebody who is conformed or fashioned to this world way of doing things because i've prayed and i asked for wisdom and revelation on in the knowledge of god and and give hope of his understanding of his calling and I, i the word of god is the principal thing it's the most important thing in my life and i'm going to find out i'm going to be converted and have my mind renewed so that i can prove once and for all what is that good acceptable and perfect will of god concerning every situation and circumstance that's going on in my life. And man, I'm going to be intentional about it. I'm not going to just let it. It's not going to fall on me just like ripe cherries off of a tree, man. I'm going to be intentional about it. I'm going to go out of my way. In fact, it says this in the corner of the Proverbs chapter four. That we are going to be intentional about it. And this is what we're going to do. So what are we are going to do each day? Because we're going to be intentional about understanding or being changed or changing our mind changing our thoughts changing our actions because the kingdom of god is at hand what are we going to do each day this is what we're going to do proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. what are we going to do we're going to give attention to the word of god every single day we're going to give attention to the word of god Every single day. What else are we going to do? We're going to incline our ears to it, saying, "We're not going to let the word of God depart from our eyes. We're going to keep it in the midst of our hearts." What are we? So, what are we doing? We're going to be intentional about keeping the giving attention, paying attention, giving attention to the purposely prioritizing the word of God in our lives every single day. Then, what are we going to do? We're going to incline our ears to hear the word of God every single day. And how are we going to hear the word of God? Because we got it before, because we're going to keep it. We're not going to let it depart from our eyes. We're going to keep it in the midst of our heart. How are we going to be able to do that? We're going to break out that Bible every single day and we're going to open it up and we're going to begin to read and find out what the constitution says about who we are in the kingdom of God. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get my Bible out. So when I'm going to, I'm going to give attention. I'm going to purposely do it every day and I'm going to give ear to it whose voice I'm going to hear every day, I'm going to hear my voice reading what my constitution has to say to me every single day. Why do you want to do that? Because you will believe Th- seven times faster what you say than what some even if you hear somebody else say it. so what are you going to do you're going to keep that word you're going to give attention to it now you're going to keep that word in your ear so you're going to say it out of your mouth and then what are you going to do you're not going to let it depart out of your eyes so you're going to keep it in your eyes so you have three entrances into your heart you have your your eyes on what you see, you have your ears on what it is you hear, and you have your mouth on what it is that you're saying. So you're hearing it and you're saying it and you're seeing it. You're hearing it, you're saying it, you're seeing it. You're hearing it, you're saying it, you're seeing it. And what's happening every time you do, you're giving attention to it and you're doing what? You're keeping that word, you're intentional keeping that word in your heart. You're going to keep that word in your heart, and what's going to happen? Why are you going to keep this in your heart? Because they are life to you. The word of God is life to you. And it's, what else is it? It is health and it's healing to all your flesh. What happens when you get the word of God on the inside of you being intentional because you realize, hey, I'm no longer conformed to this world so I got to reprogram and I got to be transformed. I got to be changed. I have to repent and change my mind and change my thinking and change my actions so that I can prove for myself what God's good and perfect accepted will concerning this situation or circumstance that I'm coming up against me are coming up against my community Are coming up against my nation I coming against my family when i begin to become intentional i'm going to give intention to that word because i've already prayed for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and i realized that christ is the head and i am the body and everything in the kingdom of darkness is under my feet and i'm going to operate in that authority in jesus name but i got to learn how to operate in that authority because i have never operated according to this authority before i've never operated according to this system before i've never operated according to god's nature Culture and lifestyle before. So, but I'm gonna pray every day, Father, your kingdom come and your will be done in my life, in earth today, in my house, in my marriage, in my finances, with my children, in my nation, in my workplace, in my government, in the legal system, in earth as it is in heaven. I'm gonna give attention to the word. I'm going to incline it in my I'm gonna incline my ears to hear the sayings. Of your word father god i'm not going to let it depart from i'm going to keep it in the midst of my in my eyes i'm going to keep it in the midst of my heart why because they are life to those who find them and they are health to all our flesh then it says then, it's, uh, then what else i'm going to do once i get the word of god on the inside of me then i'm going to keep my heart what does that mean i'm going to guard my heart i'm guarding my heart against what against anything that's going to, change. why am I going to guard my heart? Because out of my heart will spring the issues of life. So whatever is going to, whatever I'm giving pl- attention to through my eyes, or giving attention to through my ears, or whatever it is I'm saying out of my mouth that does not line up with the kingdom of God, lines up with the kingdom of darkness, and that, and that will keep me bound in that old system. But I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, and I've been made new. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put away, because I'm guarding over my heart, because I know out of my heart come the issues of life, I'm going to put away from me a deceitful, a perverted mouth. What is a perverted mouth? A perverted mouth means to take something that was true and twist it into something that is not. When I'm, when I'm guarding my heart, one of the things I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to put away from me deceitful or perverted mouth a perverted hand a perverted lips i got to keep it far from me so i'm going to guard what what i say to other people but i'm also going to guard what i allow other people to say to me either by internet or by social media, or by YouTube, or watch it on TikTok, or watch it on Instagram, or watch it on TV, or through a video, or whatever the case may be, I'm going to be intentional about guarding my heart against those things, because it's the same way I got to give attention to the Word of God. If I give attention to those other things more than I give attention to the Word of God, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to remain operating according to the kingdom of darkness, which is destined to fail. What else am I gonna to have to do? I'm going to have to look, keep let my eyes look straight See, I'm ahead. I'm not, I'm not looking to the left. I'm not looking to the right. I'm going to my eyes stayed on things of the kingdom of God. I'm going to keep my eyes based off of what the word of God says. Every time I give, speak something, I'm going to speak the truth of love. I'm going to speak the word of God only. I'm going to speak the truth only. What else am i going to do? I'm going to ponder the path of my feet. I'm going to check out the ways that I'm walking. I'm going to check the ways that were the places I'm going. I'm going to check the people who I'm hanging out with. Why are you doing this because I'm intentionally living according to the kingdom. I'm intentionally living my life according to the Constitution. I've intentionally led up in my life to be governed by the kingdom of God to be dictated, to be controlled, to be regulated by his laws and his edicts. why that God may be that I may be able to see the needs of mankind met. Apart from the world system, and I'm gonna let all of my ways be established. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna happen by chance, a happenstance. It's going to be done purposely. I'm going to be intentional. So I'm not going to turn to the left. I'm not going to turn to the right? I'm going to remove my feet far from evil. Or I'm going to remove myself far from anything that will compromise the king me operating according to the kingdom of God. Man, there was one point in time I used to live according to the kingdom of God. I mean, according to the kingdom of darkness. But when I receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, I receive the Governor, the the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, which is God. It is God's positioning system, and that Governor He leads me and guides me in the way that I should go according to the kingdom. He teaches me in all things according to the kingdom. He brings back to my remembrance all the words in which God has said. Christ has said unto me, according to the kingdom of God, and He shows me those things which are to come, so that I can respond according to the kingdom of God. But the only the only way that that happens is by me giving attention to the words of the kingdom of God, by me acclining my ears to the sayings of the kingdom of God, to me not letting the the, letting the kingdom of God words depart from my eyes, but to keep them in the midst of my heart, by guarding my heart with all diligence, for I realize that they are life to those who find the words of the kingdom, and they are help to all our flesh according to the kingdom of God. That is. Is God's kingdom way of doing things, and in order for you to be able to operate in it, you have to be intentional. It has to be intentional, it won't just happen. That's why so many people in the body of Christ today are frustrated because they have enough Jesus to get to heaven, but they're going through hell on earth trying to get there because they have not been converted, changed, or new or turned to something new because they have not changed the way that they think which hasn't changed their mind which has not changed their actions but how do you you know hey sounds great man but i'm not even born again i'm not even a kingdom guy. how's that going to help me well i'm gonna give you opportunity to operate in that to change that right now and according to romans chapter 10 verses 8 9 and 10 it says this that The word of God is near you in your heart and in your mouth is the word of faith which we preach that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So we pray this prayer after me, confess it out of your mouth and read it from your heart, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. I do believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins free. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I receive you as master and Lord over my life. I turn from sin right now. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Thank you right now for, for shedding your blood for the remission of my sins. I receive you as Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you pray that prayer for the very first time, or you pray that prayer rededicating your life, man, we want to welcome you back into the kingdom, welcome you back in the right position, welcome you back into the right relationship with God. What do you do for at this point, man, you gotta, you gotta uh, get in a word based church which teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God and how to operate according to the love of God, man, we believe ignite is that place for you. So, hey, you know what, every Saturday, five o'clock, we want to welcome you to come join us here at five o'clock every Saturday afternoon, or if you're too far away, or you work on Saturday, hey, catch us on YouTube, catch us on Facebook, catch us on Twitter. Or you can catch our podcast at Ignite to Life a podcast. It's Ignite, the number two, Ignite, night the number two, Life podcast. And, man, you can catch up on this. You can hear this message and many other messages besides this. On behalf of Minister Juwen and the entire night Nation, I want to thank you for joining us at Ignite to Life. Well, remember, this, you have to be intentional about living according to the kingdom of God. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.